What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Gridiron Authority College Football Show. My name's Keith Thornton. With me, as always, my co-host, Mike Adams. Mike, what can we look forward to in this episode? Uh, yeah, we're going to be covering, obviously, week seven of the uh, college football season, talking about the big uh, the big matchups, the big games, the big, the huge upset. Uh, and then we'll be previewing week eight and uh, kind of getting a, starting to get that picture of what the playoffs are looking like or what we think the playoffs are heading to right now. So a uh, lot to cover. Week seven of the college football season is in the books. Mike, would you uh, take away from this week? Uh, I mean, what I really took away is that that no team is safe, honestly. Uh, and by that, I'm you know I'm I'm talking about obviously the you know no, uh, number three Georgia Bulldogs losing to to at that point uh, an under five hundred South Carolina team uh, lost twenty to seventeen in double overtime, triple overtime. Um, yeah, I mean, it just I mean, it was it was a game that uh, I mentioned last week was, uh, you know, a potential tough matchup for for Georgia, despite South Carolina's record. Um, obviously, I didn't expect South Carolina to to beat them. I just thought it'd be a tough matchup. So the the win is is shocking, honestly. So uh, and it really kind of turns the the college football, you know, playoff pitcher, you know, upside down a little bit from that aspect, because. Uh, I mean, a loss to to a team like South Carolina is is a huge uh, uh, black spot on on uh, uh, the Georgia Bulldogs record. So um, but just kind of going down, going down the list, though, talking about some of the other big games, we had a top 25 matchup between Alabama at number one and number 24, Texas A&M. Alabama did what we kind of thought they would do. They they pretty much dominated the entire game Uh, Tua threw for 293 yards. Uh, four touchdowns. Clemson dominated uh, Florida State. Trevor Lawrence really got it going this week. Um, 17 to 25, 170 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, Travis Etienne, uh, 127 yards rushing. Um, we had number five LSU in a in a top ten matchup. Number five LSU against number seven Florida. Uh, it was it was a Pretty close game for the most part. LSU kind of pulled away a little bit at the end. They ended up winning at 42-28. Um, a great win for LSU. Not a bad loss for for Florida. I don't think it eliminates them from the playoffs by any means. They could still win out and, and get into the playoffs. So um, if you're going to lose a game, it's best to lose it to number five. Uh, so not a bad, not a bad loss. Uh, moving on to number six, Oklahoma against number 11, Texas. Uh, this was kind of a hard game for me personally as a Texas fan, but Oklahoma played a great game. It was close going into the fourth quarter. It was 2017 going into the fourth quarter, I believe. Um, but Oklahoma ended up uh, kind of pulling, you know, not pulling away, but uh, they did jump up by, I think, 14 points. Texas scored a late touchdown to make it look a little closer than it was. Uh, final score was 34-27. Jalen Hurts. Uh, 235 yards, three touchdowns uh, through the air. He also had 131 yards and one touchdown on the ground. Um, and we kind of talked about this, and 
in our fantasy episode about, you know, the chief's lack of tackling and, and just bad tackling, honestly. And, uh, if you look at some of the, some of the plays that Oklahoma had, I mean, the Texas tackling was just horrible. Um, and Texas has athletes. They've got, I mean, they've got a lot of highly ranked players on that defense. Um, but if you watch, you know, watch those highlights, watch the big plays, uh, one, their tackling technique is terrible Two, their effort in terms of tackling is terrible. Um, it, it almost looked like they gave up a big play and just said, "Never mind. We're we're gonna we'll get them next play. Just let them have the touchdown and move on." Um, I mean, it was it was pretty hard to watch because uh, uh, CD Lamb, the wide receiver for Oklahoma, ten catches, hundred seventy one yards, three touchdowns. Um, honestly, that should have been ten catches for more like hundred and ten yards. Uh, about sixty of those yards were you know were from Texas just being bad at tackling and not putting in effort. Uh, so it's a, it a bit of a frustrating game to watch, but great win by Oklahoma. Uh, you know, hopefully a learning, you know, a learning point for uh, the Longhorns and hopefully they recover from that. Uh, but moving on, uh, we got number eight, uh, Wisconsin, Keith's national championship or national champion pick uh, just thoroughly dominated Michigan State 38 to nothing. Yeah, uh, John, pick. Yeah, I mean Jonathan Taylor, not not a huge game yardage wise, but he had 80 yards. He had two touchdowns. Uh, the defense, I, I mean, I think I think it's their fourth or fifth shutout of the year. Uh, the defense to me looks like the best defense in the country right now. Um, uh, Notre Dame, uh, number nine Notre Dame going against USC. Um, I talked about you know USC is not the best they've been this year. They've been kind of having a down year a little bit, but. Uh, Notre Dame USC is a huge matchup. It's a big matchup, big game every single year, uh, and it and it really lived up to the hype. Honestly, uh, Notre Dame got off to a fast start, but USC closed the gap, almost came back to win it, uh, barely lost. It was thirty to twenty-seven. Notre Dame um, again, another great game in that series, though. Uh, Penn State uh, at number ten going against number seventeen Iowa. They had a seventeen to twelve lot or seventeen to twelve win over Iowa. Uh, it, it was another you know dis, you know kind of that classic Big Ten uh, defensive struggle. I talked about that last week with Michigan and Iowa. Um, Iowa again. I mean, they've got two losses now. They lost back to back games, but one of them's to a number ten team. Another one was to a top twenty team. Both of them were close games. I don't think it's anything for Iowa to feel bad about. Um, they, they still look like a legit solid team. Um, they're just not winning those big, you know, those close games, honestly. So, um, but again, another great win for, for Penn state, uh, Boise state 59, 37 over Hawaii. Uh, they're 14. Now they're ranked uh, or they're six and oh undefeated. They're looking like the best non-power five team in the country right now. Um, they've got some, you know, they've got some pretty quality wins on their, their uh, schedule and and honestly, I I think just looking at their upcoming schedule, I think they're going to end up running the table unless they they uh, you know just really kind of lay you know lay an egg in a game coming up because they you know overlook it or something. Um, but I mean, they could they could really be in that UCF position where they could uh, really put that question into the committee's mind on whether they uh, they should be in the playoffs. Honestly, because they look good, the offense looks looks great honestly um number 15 utah just annihilated oregon state 52 to 7 uh number 16 michigan actually scored some points offense actually looked good against illinois not a very good team but still they put up the points uh 42 25 uh arizona state herm edwards 
uh, they're, they're really kind of locking themselves into that top 25. Now they had a win, uh, over Washington state, uh, 38, 34. Uh, they're at 18 in the rankings right now. Uh, number 19 wake forest, uh, ended up being upset by Louisville 62 59. I mean, it was like watching a big 12 game, almost Uh great offensive game. Uh, Baylor undefeated Baylor at, uh, number 22, six and oh, uh, defeats uh, Texas Tech. Texas Tech was coming off that top 25 win for Oklahoma State. Uh, they end up losing in overtime, uh, 33-30 to uh, to Baylor. Uh, Memphis, uh, number 23. I talked about them being one of those undefeated Power 5 teams last week. Uh, they lost kind of a controversial game to Temple. Uh, the refs made some bad calls, missed some calls. I think cost Memphis the game. Memphis should still be undefeated, but uh, it is what it is. We're moving on. We complained about refs enough in our in our NFL episodes, so we're going to move past that. Uh, and then number twenty five, Cincinnati, five and one, uh, big win over Houston, thirty eight twenty three. Again, re- really kind of solidifying their top twenty five position. Uh, I mean, their only loss this season is to Ohio State. Uh, they're five and one in the American Conference. Uh, I mean, they're they're looking like a good solid team again. So. Um, I mean, those are really the big games we had this week. You got anything on that, Keith? I think two of them that I don't think you mentioned that kind of stood out to me was teams getting into the top 25. Obviously, the one that hurts the most for me, Minnesota absolutely just wiped the floor with Nebraska. Uh, 34-7, everything they did, they had three runners that were just dominant running the football. Uh, Minnesota sitting there undefeated. Moved into top 20 after this week, uh, jumped up six spots from, uh, I guess they were just outside the top 25. Now they're in top 20 um, and probably the coolest, uh, <laughs> I don't know, they haven't really played anybody, but the coolest thing I've seen is Appalachian State is now in the top 25 at number 24 and they're undefeated. This is a team that five years ago was an FCS school. Yeah, Appalachian State. I mean, they we all remember them from, you know, 10, 15 years ago when they beat uh uh, Michigan when they were an FCS school. Uh, but they, I mean, they do have, they, they did beat North Carolina. Uh, we saw what North Carolina did to Clemson. Almost, I mean, they were one play away from beating Clemson. Um, so, I mean, North Carolina is a quality team. Their losses are, uh, or two, you know, their three losses that they have right now are, are Appalachian state who was top 25. Now, uh, Clemson, who's number two in the country undefeated defending national champions. And number 19, Wake Forest, who, you know, they were in the top 25 until they just lost to to Louisville. So uh, North Carolina has those three losses, um, but they're three quality losses. And that's a team that Appalachian State has beat. So that really shows you um, the quality of that team, Um, you know, coming, you know, like like you said, Keith, they've only been an FCS school for five, six years. Uh, So, I mean, tremendous progress by them. It's a tremendous statement to that program. Uh, and the work they've put into that. So, it's, I mean, that's a, that's an awesome story, honestly. And to me, it's huge for that program because if you look at their stadium and all this stuff, their stadium barely holds 30,000 people, I think, at this point. Obviously, their recruiting isn't great, but being in the top 25, that's a, a huge exposure. All of a sudden, they're going to start being on the, you know, the bottom line of the screen. They show all the top 25 teams. They're going to be talked about in some of the picks um, I think it's huge in recruiting, and I think it's a great step forward for this program that's that's really so young in the FBS, and uh, it's it's a real feel good story for me. 
Uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, you got as a as a football fan, um, whether you're a fan of that school or not, if you're a football fan, a college football fan, um, I mean, you got to love seeing stuff like that because it's something new. You know, we get so much of the same stuff, the same thing every every year with, you know, a lot of the same teams being up top and competing for the championship and and being in those top 25 rankings. It's nice to see a school that we're not used to, uh, you know, kind of making a little bit of noise. So. And then the other one that kind of stood out, um, you know, we both grew up in Missouri, seeing Mizzou come back from from the loss early in the season to, you know, be five and one in the top 25 right now. Uh, Kelly Bryant, the transfer from Clemson at quarterback there. Um, I think they're a program to watch in the coming couple of years. Yeah, and and honestly, I think they're a program to watch in the in the coming weeks. Honestly, they've got some some big games coming up. Uh, they're actually number one in uh, the SEC East, I believe, uh, the second best defense in uh, in the SEC. Uh, and I mean, just kind of let that sink in for a second, because uh, you know they gave up a lot of points in that Week One loss versus versus Wyoming. But since then, their defense has been, I mean, they they've been un, unmovable, honestly, unbreakable. Uh, and Kelly Bryant's been playing great. Uh, and now they have, you know, even when, you know, you talked about the coming years when he leaves, uh, the guy they have waiting behind him is, is uh, the TCU uh, transfer, Sean Robinson, uh, who, you know, I'm, I am a TCU fan. And, and I was really sad to see him transfer because uh, he's an explosive quarterback. He runs the ball, throws the ball pretty well. Uh, I mean, that read, you know, that run pass option, uh, he runs extremely well. Uh, he, Kelly Bryant's a little bit better passer than he is, but but Robinson's a better runner. Uh, and the in the SEC, that's kind of a big deal. So uh, I, they've got some big games coming up. And and for people early in the season that thought that was going to be an easy win, I you know I think they're proving it's not going to be the case. And I think it's 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 a great position for a football team like that to be in because right now they can be season records for multiple teams. I mean, they got matchups coming up with Georgia, with Florida. Um, they're going to be, you know, if they can just hang in these games and pull off a win against one of those, that can end the other team's season. So, um, you, you know, you like to play spoiler. This is the perfect example of a team that they really don't have anything to lose at this point. You come in there because, you know, at this point, they're not going to, they're not, even if they win out they're they're not going to get in the playoff or anything like that. So, uh, their best bet right now is to knock off a couple of these SEC teams and get into the SEC championship game, and then they could wreak even more havoc. If they get into that game and somehow pull off an upset or compete against a, a school like Alabama, then all of a sudden you're going to start, even if they don't win, but they're competing in these games, you're going to start getting the, the playoff committee questioning these SEC teams. So uh, Mizzou can be a problem this year. And I, and I was going to bring up that, that, you know, I think it's a, I don't think it's going to happen. I think it's completely theoretical. Um, but that, that theoretical situation where Mizzou wins out, you know, say they went out and they win the SEC, they, they have the one loss, but it's to Wyoming, you know, does, does the committee seriously consider putting them into the playoffs? Cause at the, at the end of the day, they win the SEC, but the one say, loss. I would say no, just because I I, I, I would say no. But at, at 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 the end of the day, uh, like you talked about, they have games coming up against Georgia, you know, top ten team, Florida, uh, top fifteen team at the moment. Uh, presumably, if they win the SEC championship, they'd beat Alabama, number one team, 
you know, so they'd have one really bad loss, but a lot of really great wins. Um, so I mean, I Even think it's, fans hope. Yeah, I mean, I think it would. I think it would be an an interesting question. You know, it's one of those. Uh, you know, do you put that one loss Alabama who lost to that team in the playoffs, or do you put that one loss Mizzou team who lost to Wyoming in the playoffs? Um, I, I think it that you know again completely theoretical. I don't think it's going to happen. This is just more for fun. Um, ju- it's fun to think about. Um, it's it to me. It's fun to think about how the committee would wrap their heads around that and how they would tackle that head on, uh, or or take that you know take that situation. How how they would handle it? Uh, would they take it head on and, and throw Mizzou in because you know. Uh, according to everyone who watches college football, you can't not have an SEC team in there. Uh, so, you know, how, how do they handle a situation if that, ever, you know, if that comes up this season, which again, I don't think it will, but I, I, I'm laughing just thinking about if it actually did be pretty great. I'd be, it'd be phenomenal. So what's standing out for you in week eight? Uh, you know, not a not a ton of of big matchups, but I think some some potential upset games to look for. Uh, I'm looking at number three, number three now, by the way, uh, Clemson uh, going against Louisville. I just talked about Louisville just knocked off top 20 Wake Forest, uh, who is number 19. Uh, Wake Forest is a team that beat North Carolina. Again, we talked about what North Carolina did to Clemson um, from a matchup standpoint. Uh, I think it's a good matchup for for Louisville. I think Clemson wins the game, but I think again, it's it's a game to keep an eye on because it could be potential upset alert right there. Um, and then just kind of moving down the list, we have uh, number nine Florida playing South Carolina again. South Carolina just beat number three uh, Georgia. We know they have the we know they have the talent. We know they have the the game plan uh, to beat a team like Florida who is coming off a loss. Uh, they may catch Florida on a down week. You know, they could be down on themselves and and a little bummed out. And and South Carolina is high on themselves right now. So again, uh, another potential upset alert. Uh, and then just kind of kind of going down the list, we have uh, number two LSU going against Mississippi State. Um, it, I think it'll it'll be a, another good quality win for for uh, LSU. We have a top twenty five matchup, number twelve Oregon. Number 25, Washington. Uh, to me, this game has huge playoff implications because uh, if if Oregon loses this game, uh, e- even if even if I think the the only remaining one loss team for the Pac-12 at that point would be Arizona State. Even if Arizona State wins out and goes undefeated the rest of the way and has a one loss, uh, I don't think that their their resume is good enough to get them into the playoffs as a one loss team. So. Uh, if Oregon loses this game to Washington, I think that that all but eliminates the Pac-12 from the playoffs. The Pac-12 won't make the playoffs if that happens. Um, to me personally, uh, especially when you look at that non-conference school Notre Dame, who could, you know, obviously take one of those spots. Um, and then I'm looking again uh, another to me a good story. Uh, number 19 SMU uh, going against a one-loss Temple team. Uh, SMU is undefeated. They are in the top 20. 
uh, you know, again, they're, they're building momentum. They're getting that program built back up. Uh, you know, SMU was a powerhouse school in the seventies and eighties. Uh, and they're finally kind of, it looks like they're getting that program built back up a little bit finally after, you know, a couple decades of just being bad. So, uh, another good story. And then, you know, you talked about Minnesota, uh, being in the top 20, uh, undefeated. They got some huge games coming up in the, in the coming weeks, but this week they get a nice tune-up game, uh, almost a week off. They're playing Rutgers, who I think is of the power. It's probably, I think they're the worst power five team in the country. Um, so it'll be a nice, uh, tune-up game, I think for Minnesota. Uh, and then we got Appalachian state going against, uh, Louisiana Monroe. Um, again, not a quality opponent really, but you know, it, it, it's fun to see Appalachian State be undefeated. It's fun to see him in the top uh, top 25. Um, and then I'm looking I mean, at undefeated. One of the things, too, when you're talking about Appalachian State, if we're talking about him, right, and we wouldn't have been talking about him had they not been in the top 25. So that that's just kind of an underscore of how important it is that they're in the top 25 right now because we're talking about them. National media is talking about them other places. Uh, they're, they're getting the the – the notice that they need for recruits. So I'm, I'm excited about it for them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, not a quality opponent, but at this point, just keep winning games. And with just the, the, the simple math is if they keep winning these games, even if they're not against, you know, quality opponents, like I said, they do have a quality win against North Carolina, but the, the rest of their schedule, they're in the Sun Belt. So it's not a good conference, uh, but just keep winning games. And, and by, by mathematical elimination, you're going to keep moving up because some of those teams ahead of you, they're going to be playing each other and someone's got to lose. And those teams are going to build up the losses. You're building up wins. And if they went out, just like I said, through mathematical elimination, you're talking about Appalachian State undefeated at the end of the year could be a borderline top 10 school um, just based on other teams having to lose. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, they, they, yeah. Um, they could end up in a, in, you know, depending on how Boise state does, um, they could end up in a, in a, in a BCS bowl game. They could end up in a Rose bowl or a sugar bowl or an orange bowl or, or whatever it is, uh, you know, even a cotton bowl, um, something like that, which I think is, you know, that's the biggest non BCS game. Um, but just like I said, by simple fact, by simple mathematical elimination, if they keep winning and, and all these these teams ahead of them that are, that are going to be playing each other, you know, like I said, someone's got to lose. So that makes room for Boise state that makes room for Appalachian state and, and, and uh, SMU and schools like that. So um, I mean, tremendous opportunity for these non-power five teams uh, to, to really make a statement um, and, and maybe, maybe open up that question and, and put that question in uh, and not really put it in everyone's mind, but kind of force it, force people to talk about it. Should the playoff format be different? Should we allow six teams in? Should we allow eight teams in? Um, if you if we have three undefeated non-power five schools, all you know bordering that top ten or or potentially even in the top ten, um, you know you you have to ask that question. You, you know we have to propose that question um, because it's becoming more common now, and you know there's at least one every year it seems like, and now now we're talking about three. Uh, next year it could be four the year after it could be five so we we have to start proposing that question um should there be more playoff spots and i think the answer is yes personally um so it's it, i think it's going to be fun to watch the rest of the year um but kind of moving moving on real fast talking about a couple other um you know undefeated teams you know su- uh surprising undefeated uh 
number 18, Baylor playing Oklahoma state. You know, I've talked about, you know, I think Oklahoma state's a good team. They've got a tremendous running back in, in, uh, uh, Chuba Hubbard, uh, guys already got over a thousand yards in six games, thousand yards, or actually 1100 yards and 13 touchdowns. Uh, they also have Tylen Wallace, um, uh, a guy out of Fort Worth, Texas, uh, 39 receptions, 700 yards, seven touchdowns. Uh, I think both of those guys are are, are going to be playing on Sunday next year, um, or or shortly after. Um, but you know, so so again, quality team. Can Baylor beat them? Can Baylor keep moving up the rankings uh, and and really you know set up a quality matchup against Oklahoma um, down the road? It could be a big win for for Oklahoma down the road and in a real resume pattern to you know um, pattern to get into the, the playoffs. Um, and then, you know, I'm looking at number 10, Georgia, um, looking to rebound against Kentucky. Uh, Kentucky's not a walkover win They're You know, they're, they're a mid-level sec school, but a mid-level sec school is still pretty good. So I don't think it's a necessary, you know, I don't think it's necessarily a, a gimme win for Georgia, especially coming off a loss. Um, and then, uh, talking about the PAC 12, we have number 17, uh, Arizona State, number thirteen, Utah. Um, they're both actually one loss schools, so they're. You, I did forget about Utah when I mentioned Oregon earlier, um, but this could be a you know a Pac twelve eliminator. Uh, so an, an, again, another big game for the Pac twelve. Again, I don't think Arizona State has a resume um, to get into the playoffs if they win out. I think Utah does. Um, so again, if Arizona State wins this game and Oregon loses, uh, I think the Pac twelve is out of the playoffs right now. So, uh, and then Texas, Texas looking to rebound, um, coming off that loss to Oklahoma, they're playing Kansas, uh, should be a good win for them, you know, an easy win for them, but Kansas did beat them a couple years ago. So I always get a little nervous for the Jayhawks for whatever reason. Um, and then now. probably what's up at the Mad Hatter and the coach. Now you got less miles. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Uh, and then to me, I think what the biggest matchup is this week, honestly, is number seven, Penn State going against number 16, Michigan. Um, I mean, this is a statement win for Penn State if they can get it. And it's a bounce back win for for Michigan if they win. Um, it proves that maybe they're not as as mediocre as some people thought after that Wisconsin after Wisconsin just kind of, you know, thumped them earlier this year. Um, this could be, you know, if, if Michigan's able to beat Penn State, this could be a win that that really propels their season forward and and uh, gets them back on track, honestly. So um, it's a big game for both teams, a uh, big game for the Big Ten. Uh, Alabama going against Tennessee should be an easy win. Uh, and then talking about uh, Boise State earlier, uh, they're going against BYU. BYU's kind of having a down year, but it's still BYU. They're a quality team. Uh, you know, they got good talent, so this could be a, you know, a, a decent win for, for Boise state, if they could pull it out. And, and I'm hoping all three of those, those, uh, undefeated power, you know, non-power five teams can keep it going because I really like that, that story moving forward and those questions it's going to, you know, force us to ask. So, um, some, some real good matchups this week, I think. And the two that I'm really excited about, and this is the storyline I've been following all year, but. Wisconsin versus Illinois should be an easy win for Wisconsin, but uh, they need to keep doing what they've been doing. And that's, and I've said it over and over and over again all year when the games you're supposed to win by con- in convincing fashion. So they need to stomp Illinois. And on the other side, Ohio State needs to stomp Northwestern because 
in week nine, these two teams go against each other, Wisconsin, Ohio State, pretty much a Big Ten championship preview. And it's going to be between two top five teams, essentially, at that point. So um, one a loss by either one of those teams is going to derail that matchup. So I want to see both those teams dominate this week and go into next week for that crazy good matchup of top five teams. Uh, yeah, and I think that's going to be one of the better football games of the season, honestly, because uh, you you have that what I think is an unstoppable Ohio state offense going against what looks like an impenetrable, uh, Wisconsin defense. Uh, it's going to be a real, uh, you know, kind of battle of wills almost, um, is the, is the Wisconsin offense good enough to hang with that Ohio state offense? Um, and it is, uh, the Ohio state defense, good enough to to keep pace with uh that wisconsin defense because we've seen wisconsin you know they have like i said four or five six shutouts this season um ohio state's got a, a great defense but is it that great um is it Looking on par- common opponents I mean, michigan state scored some points against ohio state it scored zero points against wisconsin so yeah uh, some of the similar teams i mean it, it it goes to show you to me that wisconsin clearly has a better defense than, than ohio state and it just boils down to, like you said, can can the offense hang? And I, I think they can. And if, if I'm going to be right about Wisconsin winning a championship, that's a game they got to win next week. Yeah, for, for sure. I mean, it's like you said, it's a potential. I mean, these teams could, you know, theoretically meet back up in the in the Big Ten championship. Um, so this could, you know, this could be a, a Texas, Oklahoma, you know, situation from last year where, uh, you know, Texas beat Oklahoma uh, in the regular season, and then they played again in the in the Big 12 championship just, you know, a month and a half later. So, uh, I mean, it could be that type of situation right now. Since we're talking hypotheticals here, what happens if Wisconsin beats Ohio State next week and then both teams go undefeated till the championship, then Ohio State beats Wisconsin, and they're both fringe playoff teams? Who did this, who's the committee bring in when all they did is beat each other? Uh, I think in that situation, you got to go Ohio, Ohio state because they won the championship game. Um, and, and, uh, it's always better to, to lose a game earlier mid season than it is late. So from that aspect, you'd, you'd have to go, uh, Ohio state. But I also think it kind of depends on wins because, uh, if, if Wisconsin beats Ohio state 35 to seven this week, but then Ohio state beats them in the big 10 championship and it's, it's 1714 in double overtime on a game winning field goal. You know, that could that could factor it into it a little bit right there, also. And what we're trying uh, to tell you is throw some food on the grill, grab some beer, enjoy this great weekend of college football. Any any weekend's a great weekend in college football, but uh, next weekend is gonna be a super great one. There's a lot of good matchups this week, so enjoy. And 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 you know talking about or continuing what we talked about earlier in this episode i mean this is a this is a really unique season in college football like i said there's potentially you know going to be three undefeated power five teams toward the end this you know toward the end of the season so how's that going to affect uh the playoff race how's that gonna you know uh how's that gonna affect the playoff race how's that gonna affect those big bowl games uh, and then talking about some of those schools 
uh, Minnesota undefeated, Missouri atop the SEC East right now. Uh, you know, the Big 12, you know, it's the only it's the only power five conference where every team plays each other. Uh, and right now, if Texas wins out, it could be Texas, Oklahoma and the Big 12 championship. Uh, I talked about just last year, Texas beat them in the regular season. OU beat Texas in the Big 12 championship. Uh, you know, Texas will be motivated, you know, in that Big 12 championship. They could go they could beat Oklahoma, potentially knock Oklahoma out of the playoffs and and from that standpoint, knock the big 12 out of the playoffs. Uh, so, I mean, it, it, it's a really unique football season right now. Plus, you know, you have Notre Dame hovering right there. They're undefeated uh, or not undefeated. Sorry. They have the one loss, but uh, to Georgia, but if they went out and they have one loss uh, for the entire season, uh, you know, do they, do they get into the playoffs in, in that instance? Uh, I mean, there, there's, there's so many questions. And to me, this is what makes, college football is so uh, entertaining in terms of the regular season, you know, compared to the NFL. And I love NFL football, but, uh, you know, college football, it means so much more week to week to week. Uh, you know, I as a Cowboys fan, uh, the Cowboys have lost three straight games. And at the moment, I'm not panicking about them making the playoffs because they're at the moment, they're still number one in their division. They could still make the playoffs, and this this may not matter. They could win the Super Bowl. It, you know, it doesn't it doesn't really matter at this point. Uh, same thing with the Chiefs. The Chiefs have lost two straight games, but they're still atop their division. I think by a couple games um, at the moment. And but college football, you know, you lose one game and you're done potentially. Uh, you lose two games, you're definitely done. You're out. You're not getting in. Uh, so, I mean, it just, it means so much more every single week in college football than it does NFL football. So, um, if, if, even if you're not a college fan, just, just, just watch it, um, and, and be entertained and let it, let it, you know, kind of run its magic on you a little bit. So, um, yeah, it's, it's going to be good. Absolutely. And if you like the NFL football, go to our NFL week six review, week seven preview episode, listen to that. Uh, if you play fantasy football, go check out our fantasy football episode. Uh, Mike, why don't you tell them where they can find us? Uh, I, yeah, as, as always, find us on gridironauthority.com. Like he said, check out our NFL episode. If you're a fantasy football player, check that out. Uh, uh, check us out on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, anywhere you listen to podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, uh, Google, uh, any of that stuff, uh, a lot more that I'm not naming at the moment, but check us out, give us a like, give us a follow, give us some feedback, ask us questions. Uh, we love to hear from people. So, um, like I said, just give it a listen. Stay tuned guys.